Hello, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And before we get started with this episode, uh, I'd like to ask uh, you guys, the listeners, uh, a favor. Uh, I don't typically do this, um, but I would like to ask for your support in uh, regards to uh, rating, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. Um, Endurance Minded was started um, because I have um, an immense passion for helping athletes understand um, how to um, build the skills, develop the tools, and think about their athleticism uh, in a way that helps them reap the full benefits of what I believe being an athlete can bring to our lives. Um, and it has um, been a tremendous uh, pleasure, a great honor to continue this podcast. Uh, we are in our third season, nearly 100 episodes in. Uh, and for that, I say thank you. Um, I wouldn't do it uh, if I didn't continue to get the support and the feedback uh, from you guys, the listeners. Uh, but I would like to ask for your support. Uh, as I've said before in the podcast, you know, rating, subscribing, sharing uh, is the lifeblood uh, of, of a podcast. It's what gets uh, the podcast into more people's hands. Uh, it's what allows it to show up uh, <clears throat> in rankings and, and ratings uh, across the internet. And so if you haven't done so, um, I would like you to rate this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Um, I would like you to subscribe. So we release a new episode of Endurance Minded every other Tuesday. And, um, and when you subscribe, you'll be notified. And that way you can stay up to date on all of the new episodes, the new content that we put out. Um, and then lastly, uh, share your favorite episode. It could be this one or it could be one historically that we've done that really resonated with you. Share uh, an episode uh, or share the podcast in general with someone that you think um, would appreciate it, uh, with someone that you think um, would benefit from the content, the, the information that we talk about uh, would resonate with that individual. One of the great things about Endurance Minded that's been so exciting for me to see is how uh, diverse the audience has grown to be. It certainly uh, it was started for and is um, geared towards athletes, um, and uh, that will always be the lens through which I look at things. However, what we've seen is that it's uh, more and more what we talk about um, is resonating with uh, people that don't necessarily see themselves or identify as athletes, and that is um, has been a really great development uh, in my mind. Uh, people um, like entrepreneurs, uh, leaders. Um, people that are looking to get the most out of themselves, uh, get the most out of um, what it means to reach their full potential, how they set goals, uh, how they think about and define success. Um, and so, so many of these topics that we think about and work to unpack, again, through the lens uh, of, of being an athlete, apply to all areas of our lives. And so that means that you can share uh, this podcast with anybody. Uh, and there's going to be takeaways for people um, that are goal-oriented uh, or maybe are struggling to 
uh, to be goal-oriented, people that uh, are struggling to understand what it looks and feels like um, to live their best life, to be the best version of themselves, to show up fully and completely for those around them. And so, again, take a second, uh, rate this podcast, uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already, and please share uh, this episode or another episode um, with a friend or somebody that you think would get a lot out of it. Uh, It would really mean the world to me. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough, our listeners, for the support that you've already given. Um, But I do want to continue to see this grow, and I want it uh, to be my passion uh, for this podcast, for this content, for what I believe being an athlete can do for us as individuals. Uh, I want that to impact as many people as possible. And to do that, uh, I'm going to ask for you guys' uh, help. So uh, on top of that, uh, if you haven't done so already, and visit the, uh, visit the Endurance Minded website. That's enduranceminded.com. And I'm always interested to hear your feedback. If you scroll to the bottom of the main page at enduranceminded.com, Uh, You're going to see a place to leave us a comment uh, and drop us a message there. Let us know what's working for you, what resonates, uh, your wins, your losses, struggles. And if there's anything that we can weigh in on uh, on Endurance Minded or uh, if we can celebrate in the things that have worked for you, if we can uh, share in your journey, I'd love to be a part of that. So again, that's EnduranceMinded.com. Scroll to the bottom and drop us a note there, and I'd love to hear from you. So I really want this to be a community of individuals that feel supported and feels like they have the tools, the knowledge, the relationships necessary to think about um, how they reach their goals, think about how they can reach their full potential in a way that uh, that is different uh, and in a way that is more meaningful uh, for people that uh, are working to really get the most out of themselves uh, and get the most out of what it means uh, to be an athlete. So. That's my ask before we dive in to today's uh, episode. Uh, I wanted to, uh, to set aside a little time just to ask. And, uh, and again, thank you guys in advance. I can't thank you enough for the support. Again, going on almost three years now, closing the gap on 100 episodes. And it's, um, it's been a passion project uh, and something that I've enjoyed every step of the way. So uh, thanks in advance. Thanks for your support. And I look forward to uh, hearing from new members of the community as you guys share um, share these episodes with friends uh, and help uh, help us get the word out. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. 
Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. So let's uh, let's dive in without further ado to today's topic. Um, I want to talk about redefining hard. So when we think about hard, when we use that language, as athletes, typically what that refers to is... Um, is how physical a thing is, how physical a modality or an endeavor is. And we rank that those things based on how physical, how challenging, how physically and mentally taxing um, we think those things are. And there is nothing wrong with doing that. Certainly um, huge um, endurance endeavors requ- require a... Um, a level of physical commitment, a physical exertion um, that should be celebrated. Um, and that's one of the things that's great about endurance sports is we have the ability, if we want to, to continually push ourselves to find our limits and uncover what that process um, means for us. But I think it's also important to recognize that everyone's hard is different and that <clears throat> It doesn't have to be, for something to be hard, it doesn't have to be the longest, hardest, toughest version of that thing. You know, I I really want us to stop belittling the effort required to be an athlete. And what I mean by that is so often when we talk about our endeavors as athletes, and I'm sure you've... um, if if this if you've not encountered this yourself in how you describe um, your own athletic endeavors, I'm sure you've encountered individuals that that do um, speak of themselves this way. And 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 what we do is we typically um, describe our goals and our athletic pursuits with qualifiers, meaning things like you know I'm I'm just running the 5K, not the marathon. Or, yeah, I'm a runner, but I'm not fast. Or, you know, I'm not doing the longest distance of this race. I'm just here to do the shorter one. Or, you know, I'm just trying to stay healthy. I'm not a quote-unquote serious athlete. And those, that language really diminishes and, again, belittles the effort required for that individual, for anyone to engage in their athleticism. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to, I want to pull back a little bit and, and discuss what, what is hard 
about being an athlete and celebrate those things. Because I think so often we can get in our way and we can diminish the effort required to, to be an athlete when we use um, those qualifiers, when we talk about ourselves uh, and our pursuits and our goals and the things that we accomplish um, with, um, with language that doesn't support that effort. It doesn't give credence to, to the effort required. You know, I'm sure you've been at the end uh, end of a race or, or finish an event and maybe you're talking to, to other people and, you know, you say, or you, or you hear individuals say, um, yeah, you know, I just finished uh, X, X distance, um, but I'm not like those people. I didn't do the longest one, um, right? You, you could insert any discipline, right? It could be a shorter distance on the bike and a longer distance on the bike. It could be running, it could be a sprint triathlon versus a half or an iron distance triathlon. It, it's it's represented across all disciplines, and and then again, even represented in how we think about our uh, our pursuit of that thing, right? If if we feel like we're not quote unquote taking it seriously enough, or we're not fast, or we're not um, whatever it is, then then somehow that is is less than the person who is working to be those things, working to go faster, working to go longer. And again, there's nothing wrong with celebrating the longer, faster person, but it doesn't make the person who's not those things any less of an athlete. And my belief is that truly the person who is working to show up consistently three days a week to walk in the morning is the same. Um, their, their athleticism in terms of what's required to execute on those goals is the same as the individual who is winning ultra marathon events because as as we'll as we'll get into um what's required to to achieve that result is the same the sum total of the effort is the same and so that's why i want to i want to step back and i want to redefine what hard is Yes, things can be more physically demanding than other things. However, again, that's not what defines an athlete. Um, and that's not what defines how worthy a particular goal is or isn't. So just because something is longer doesn't mean it's more worthwhile. Just because something is quote-unquote harder from a physical perspective or just because um, a pace is required to complete that thing um, that's not what makes um, makes something hard, and, and that's not what we should uh, we should really celebrate again about the athletic experience. So, you know, I want to encourage you to honor just very purely the commitment required to prioritize yourself and your health. If you're an individual who is showing up for yourself, who is committing to um, to trying to be the best version of yourself, committing to making time for you to engage with physical activity um, in a way that allows you to show up in other areas of your life uh, completely and uh, with more presence, then you are doing the work. And that's something, again, um, that we should honor and we should celebrate because that's the hard work. 
Um, there's a reason not everybody does it. Of course, that would be my hope is that everyone could realize the benefit of um, the consistent pursuit of you know their athleticism and what it looks and feels like to tap into um, to their physical fitness and goals associated with that. But the real fact is, is that not everybody uh, is able to put those pieces together. And again, that is because it's hard. And that's something that we need uh, to really, um, that's when we talk about what's hard, when we talk about um, what it means to do hard things as athletes, um, there's three things that I think should be valued over and above or first other than things like distance or pace, right? Because just because we, we find value in, um, in different disciplines or, or shorter distances or we're comfortable going at slower paces um, doesn't diminish the effort required um, to show up and uh, and work towards our goals. So the three things that I think should define hard are commitment, discipline, and consistency. So I'm going to break those down, but I want to give them to you. Um, those are the things that are hard uh, about being an athlete. Those are the skills, the discipline, uh, the commitment required to show up and do it day after day, uh, season after season for the long term. And so, again, that's why I say the specific distance or speed or the physicality of a, of a, of a particular event or, or classification of, of endurance sports or whatever it is, those things are, are a way um, that each individual can engage in what brings them the most value about the pursuit of that goal. Some people are going to find more value in continually pushing their body's limits. Um, and what it looks like to push our body's limits changes from individual to individual. However, some people aren't going to find value in that. That's not going to be what brings them joy. That's not going to be what creates a sustainable process uh, is always doing the longer, tougher, again, more, more physically demanding version of that thing. Um, and so we need to look differently at what hard is. And my goal is that we, when we do that or by doing that, we're, we can get away from some of this um, some of these diminishing qualities that we project on ourselves, right? Again, I'm just, uh, I'm just doing this race, not that one. I'm just doing this distance, not that one. And, and, and so um, I want us to see that when we shift that language, we also give more weight and more value to, to the pursuit, um, to, uh, to what it takes to even arrive at that place where we're talking about these things. Um, and we're describing um, what it looks and feels like for us to be an athlete, you know, for each individual and what that process uh, looks like. So first is commitment. 
this is what's required to move us in any particular direction, right? We have to, at some very early stage, we have to commit to, um, we have to commit to something. We have to commit to a goal. Um, we have to commit to, um, to making time for ourselves. We have to commit to doing something consistently. Um, we have to commit to valuing our, our health enough to, to make time for this thing. And so commitment is, is the very first step. And, and specifically, you know, that commitment to yourself, to a goal, to reaching your full potential, that is huge. That's where most people, um, that's where most people fall away, right? Again, I would love if everyone were able to see the value in what that commitment can bring to their life, um, how a physical practice can show up in other areas of their lives and how it can make them feel. Um, but, but we know that that's not the case. Most people uh, get stuck at commitment. Um, and I'm sure that you've heard people use um, language that lets you know that they are stuck there, right? Something like, yeah, you know, I would love to be healthier, but um, yeah, you know, I'd love to, um, to run three times a week, but, um, right, it, it's, it's followed by some sort of stumbling block, some sort of roadblock. Now, of course, there's always very real things in some people's way, whether that's health, um, whether that's access, whatever it is. But we do know that commitment is a huge barrier for many, many people. And it's just the pure act of saying, this is something I care about enough to, to commit to it, to give it the weight it deserves, to realize that it's worth pursuing. And, and then whatever trappings that comes with, I'm committed. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see this thing through um, because I think it's important enough to do so, right? And that could be committing to a specific goal, like a race. That could be committing to um, to uh, engaging consistently in some sort of physical practice. That could be, you know, committing to um, to exercising so that you're uh, healthier. Uh, you know, it, it comes in lots of different ways. We certainly think about it oftentimes as commitment to an outcome-based goal, like a race or an event. That's perfectly fine. But I do want to highlight that that commitment can be to any number of different things. And that the commitment in and of itself is, is an extremely challenging thing. And really, if you're someone who has committed to anything um, as it relates to your athleticism, again, consistent movement, a goal, a race. Um, hats off to you. That's a huge deal, and that's hard. Because if it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. And we know, again, that that's just simply not the case. As much as I would like it to be so, um, the commitment is often where people, that's the first, um, that's the first stumbling block. And <clears throat> so... Again, recognizing that just to start down the path of reaching a goal of, you know, gaining fitness, 
um, building a consistent physical practice, um, showing up to a race or an event, just to start thinking down that path is hard. And it's a huge deal. And it's an area where if you've gotten there, you've developed the tools and um, the skills necessary to arrive at a place where so many people struggle. Um, so I think that's worth acknowledging. And again, that's where we can back up from way before we get to a particular distance or physically demanding um, thing. And we can understand that the first real hard thing we do is committing. The second hard thing is discipline. So I want to expand on this a little bit because we often chase motivation as athletes. It's the word we hear all the time. I'm motivated. I'm not motivated. I'm trying to find my motivation. I wasn't motivated today, so I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. And what we know about motivation is that it's fleeting. There's been a lot of research uh, in, in recent years around what motivation is and whether or not it's a valuable tool related to um, how we pursue our goals. And so often we think about motivation in the wrong order. We think about motivation in the sense that we need motivation to get moving. We need motivation to start to move in the direction that we have said is important to us, move in the direction that we have committed to. What we know actually, though, is that um, motivation follows action. So we actually have to get started to then get motivated. If we wait for motivation, it's, it's not going to come. Motivation comes and goes. It's a feeling. But when we start to move in the direction of our goals, it is more likely that motivation will come. Now, it will always be fleeting. Motivation will come. It will go. There will be days where you feel incredible and you're motivated and you're excited. There will be days when that's not the case at all. And there is no motivation. So what is the thing that is hard that will get us to that place? Will get us to the place where we, we act first so that we can be motivated, so that motivation can come to us if and when it's around? And the answer to that question is discipline. Discipline is the thing that we can develop it's the skill that we can build. It's the skill that we can harness that allows us the ability to take action when motivation isn't present. And I talk to so many athletes who struggle with motivation, right? They're, they, they're waiting for it. They're trying to will it into existence. They want it to be there because they, they want to move in the direction of their goals. They've committed to something that they care about, but now they're 
they're struggling to move forward. So often I've found that the problem there is that we're waiting on the wrong thing. One is we're waiting at all. Uh, and two is that we're waiting on a feeling, not a skill that we can develop. So I think if we can put discipline first, then motivation can come. So what discipline is discipline in is again is a skill. And that's something we can develop, right? We can work on building habits that allow us to portray the discipline necessary to reach our goals. And it could be it could be any number of things. The first place so often the discipline comes in is in the realm of consistency. Right? So how do I get up daily and stay focused on my goals? When I have a busy day at work, when I don't feel as well as I would have liked, when I didn't sleep as well as I would have liked, um, when you know life comes at us super fast, how do I develop discipline so that I can continue to stay focused and show up for myself? Because it's so easy to push ourselves to the bottom of our own to-do list. So discipline is what gets us there. Discipline is what keeps us in that practice. Discipline is what builds habits. And so we need to think about areas, times that we can inject discipline so that we have the opportunity to discover our motivation, right? So often athletes, unfortunately, never get there because they didn't develop discipline. And so when motivation doesn't come, you only stick with that for so long, right? You can only live in that place of low motivation for so long before inevitably you give it up because it doesn't seem like it's ever going to come, right? And it's not enjoyable. Finding joy in discipline, finding joy in knowing that you've created habits, you've created scenarios, you've built um, opportunities for yourself to show up in the way that you would like to, right? And I've often described this uh, on this podcast as proactive versus reactive. Right, I believe discipline is a very proactive approach. Right, Instead of responding, being reactive to what comes at, at us in a given day or how our training tapes takes shape uh, on our path to our goals or how we develop fitness or how we think about uh, our nutrition, um, whatever it is, let's not be proactive. Let's, or let's not be reactive. Let's be proactive. And to be proactive, we have to be disciplined, right? We have to set ourselves up for success. We have to think about what our goals are, think about what we want, what's valuable to us, what's important. And then what do we need to do to keep those things at the top of our list? Um, that's where discipline comes in, right? Motivation is not going to be the tool uh, that gets you uh, to, that end, to that end goal. So again, discipline is extremely hard to develop. Um, it is arguably, or I would argue, a, a lifelong pursuit. Constantly working to understand how we can build and develop the discipline required to reach our goals. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's not even... 
Um, it has far-reaching impacts, right? It's also discipline in how do you spend your time, right? Do you, um, do you have you developed the discipline necessary to create uh, boundaries between your work and your life to be able to spend time uh, and develop relationships that you would, that you want to relate uh, that you want to, uh, to 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 grow and to continue to develop. You know, any place that we put our time or want to put uh, our time in our lives requires discipline, right? We have to set ourselves up to be able to focus here and not over here. Right? It would be very easy to give all of our energy to one thing, um, but it requires discipline to segment our energy, to segment our ability to be present, to focus, and um, when we do that, we are exhibiting discipline. So I, I say that to highlight how dynamic um, and how um, consistently discipline is displayed in our everyday lives. Now, again, we're talking about it through the lens of, of being an athlete and what that means to dedicate ourselves consistently to, um, to, uh, to physical movement, right? To, to, to our health and wellness. But uh, discipline has far reaching and broad impacts. And so again, discipline is the hard thing. It requires discipline to before we ever get to again this physical activity before we ever get to the race the goal um the thing that we've decided to do uh hey everyone uh i recently came across a new product on the market uh, and i wanted to take a moment to share it uh, with our listeners uh, access nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc iron calcium and magnesium uh, this is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds. Uh, any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. Uh, so without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for abs absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, you can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, uh, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So, so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org and use the code THOMASENDURANCE um, to get 25% off uh, your order. And um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's, uh, it's a really 
uh, cool product. And I think it'd be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org, code Thomas Endurance for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Third thing, and where discipline builds from, or where we arrive once we've developed some discipline or some skill sets that allow us to exhibit discipline, is consistency. So the hardest thing you'll ever do is to stay consistent for the long term. And I see this across the board. I've been working with athletes for a long time. And the conversation that I continue to have is with athletes who struggle to understand how to put the pieces together so that they can maintain consistency. Now, we know the only way to build our physical bodies is through consistency, specifically consistency over long periods of time, multiple seasons, a lifetime. Um, we have to stay consistent so that our bodies have the opportunity to develop, so that we provide enough training stress, we provide enough opportunity for adaptation, um, we learn enough from our bodies so that we can adapt and adjust our training protocols to fit the needs of our changing bodies. And so consistency is all that matters. And yet it's the thing that we struggle with as athletes the most. Now, there's any number of reasons why consistency is an area we get hung up on. I've talked about it in subsequent episodes of the podcast where um, one of the reasons is because we, we don't make time for ourselves, right? One of the ways that we maintain consistency is by seeing the pursuit of our goals as equally valued to the other things in our, in our lives, right? We don't push ourselves to the bottom of our own to-do list. Now that requires discipline, right? So again, we come back to some of these core constructs before we ever even get into the process and the daily uh, trappings of what it looks and feels like to be an athlete or to train for a thing or to build fitness. There's, there's, there's these underlying components, again, that are very hard that we have to work to master or work to integrate into our lives in a way that's meaningful. Uh, and sustainable. So consistency is extremely challenging, right? Because what it requires is a is a really strong grasp on the on the the previous two areas that I just highlighted. You have to be extremely committed. You have to believe in your goal. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in the value of the thing you're doing and what it brings to your life. You have to develop discipline. So you have to deploy skill sets throughout your day and your life that allow you to come back to, um, to your ability to maintain discipline so that you can show up consistently. If you don't have these other two things in place, consistency falters. But when we build, have a strong foundation, we're committed, we're disciplined, then consistency becomes something that we can we can talk about, we can approach, we can strive for. 
And again, I think it's worth calling this out because it's extremely hard to do. If you're an individual that's managed to maintain consistency for any period of time, specifically multiple seasons, where you've worked to understand how to integrate consistent movement into your life, the value that pursuing that thing brings, um, what it looks and feels like to be an athlete and strive for other goals outside of your athleticism. You have a varied uh, identity that allows you to, to explore how you're the best version of yourself in all areas of your life. But you're doing that because you're taking care of yourself. You're making time for your physical movement. You're making time for health, wellness. There's a self-care component in there. If you're that individual and you're listening right now, huge, huge accomplishment. Because I promise you, consistency is the most challenging thing we can do as individuals, not as athletes, just as humans, right? How do we stay consistent in our work? How do we stay consistent in the amount of energy um, that we give back to our families? Um, How we show up for them consistently on a daily basis, for our friends, for those that need our support, our colleagues, um, any of the other varied identities and ways that we look to excel in other areas of our lives, we have to do those things consistently, right? You can't go to work and be, and be good and be focused and be excited uh, for one day or one week. You have to do that every day for long periods of time. Um, same thing again, family, friends, strong relationships aren't built by being excited about that person for one day. They're built over long periods of time. Consistency is what yields the benefits, the results that we want. Um, And it's extremely challenging, specifically with athleticism, because it requires, um, it's another input, right, to carve out time for consistent movement on a daily basis or in whatever frequency works for you as an individual. It requires the um, uh, making sure that time is valued, right? We're adding something into our schedule. That's why, that's why it's, it's kind of a next level of challenging because it's not something that is necessarily naturally integrated into our lives, right? Many of us have to go to work. Many of us um, live with our families or, or see our friends on a consistent basis. Those are things that revolve, you know, they're in our orbit, um, training or a consistent physical practice is something we add in, right? We have to make time for that thing. And it can be hard to nail down consistency uh, in that space. But again, consistency across the board in all areas of our lives is what we're, we're aiming for. So um, that is, should be part of the conversation when we talk about what's hard, right? So when we Uh, When we think about, okay, well, what makes something challenging? The answer really is anything that we put our minds to, right? Again, whether that's a 5K or a 200-mile ultra-distance race, what's required to, to even start down that path is the same. And they're all extremely hard things, commitment, discipline, consistency. 
So I highlight this because I want to um, I want to shift the language around how we think about what hard is. Um, hard certainly can be um, that something is more physically strenuous. Absolutely. There are some things that are more challenging physically than others. However, that doesn't diminish um, the level of effort it takes to arrive at any sort of consistent physical practice or any sort of physical goal. So if you showed up to the start line for, um, for a 5K, don't think that you are less of an athlete than someone who's running a little further. Or if you show up to the start line of a bike race and you're doing the 15-mile version and there's a 100-mile version offered, you're not less of an athlete because you're doing the shorter one. It still took you commitment, discipline, and consistency to arrive at that place. And those things are hard. So that's how we can connect with other athletes as well. Often there's division between the athletes that we think are doing the harder things and the athletes that think that they're not, um, they're not worthy, that they're not, you know, quote unquote, as much of an athlete or quote unquote, not a real athlete. And that's just simply not the case because the tools that we have to deploy, the skills we have to develop to arrive at any version of our, of our athleticism um, are the same. And they're extremely hard. Um, and so that should be something that we, we celebrate. We should, be, we should be super proud if we arrive at any place where we are displaying commitment, discipline, and consistency related to who we are as athletes, related to how we show up every day, um, even on rest days, right? Even days where, you know, you're not training every day, but you are still dedicated you're still disciplined, you're committed to your goal, and that's going to shine through. Even if you don't have a workout that day, even if you're not moving, um, you're giving your body time to rest, that time is still, um, is still part of your process, and it's something you're still committed to. So I hope that that helps, if you're, especially if you're an individual who has felt like you are less than other athletes because of uh, distance or pace or speed or um, physical exertion or whatever it is, this is how we can think about hard. And again, I promise you, it takes the same effort. Whatever the end goal is, whatever is fulfilling for that athlete, whatever that process needs to look and feel like for an individual, whether that's the longest, toughest thing on the planet or whether that's something that we, you know, is is shorter or we have deemed as maybe not as challenging, the process to get there is exactly the same. And that's what we should talk about when we talk about things being hard. So as always, um, thomasendurancecoaching.com. We have a tremendous um, team of coaches that always are excited to talk to athletes and meet them where they're at. Um, you know, much like we talked about on today's episode, it's not about how far you're going or if you're elite or if you're fast or whatever it is. We're here to meet you where you're at. 
And we always offer uh, a free consultation call to get to know you and to understand how we can meet you in that place. So whether you're looking to, you know, shave a few seconds off your PR and you're, you know, crushing it on, on all levels, or you're someone who struggles to identify as an athlete at all, and you feel like maybe you're one of these people that, you know, doesn't belong or doesn't, you know, isn't part of the conversation when people are talking about, um, uh, about being an athlete or athletic endeavors, that's where we come in. And we're looking to um, change the narrative around how people um, talk about being an athlete and how people feel about being an athlete. And what we want to do is help everybody reap the benefits of uh, what it means to be an athlete. Uh, and whether you're winning races or just getting started, um, we want to be there to help be a part of that process. So again, thomasendurancecoaching.com and uh, click the button in the top right corner of the website and reach out to us. Um, and we'd love to talk to you. Again, just to reiterate on where I started at the beginning of this episode, um, I am asking for you to rate, subscribe, and share Endurance Minded. Uh, rate it on your favorite platform, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and share this episode or your favorite episode with a friend or with someone that you think would benefit from what we talk about on the show. Uh, it would mean uh, a ton to me if, uh, if you took a second to, um, to do those three things. Lastly, enduranceminded.com. Scroll to the bottom and let's get the conversation going. Um, I want this to be uh, a supportive community of individuals that's excited to understand what it looks and feels like to reach your full potential, to understand um, that it's about more than just you know, logging miles. It's about thinking dynamically about the athlete experience. It's about developing um, skills. It's about building a toolbox that allows you to be a lifelong athlete and enjoy that process every step of the way. Um, so enduranceminded.com. And uh, again, scroll to the bottom and uh, drop us a comment and let us know what you think. As always, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for the support. And I'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.